All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, recording here, just the two, two of us here, back to our OG roots. Like I said, <laughs> just the two of us. But uh, we got episode number 67 here for November 9th, uh, episode number 67 for week number 10 preparation and then a little talk about uh, what happened in our week number nines here so before we get started we'll uh, say hello to the the lone soldier here we'll say hello to Armin and uh, how was the how was the boys weekend it was good uh had a lot of fun uh even though it snowed a ton here in Prince Albert um still got out and enjoyed it and uh that didn't stop us from uh going out and sliding and hitting the roads a little bit. Um, it, I got a truck with good tires on it, so I ain't scared of no snow. <laughs> yeah, it's been automatic four-wheel drive since that first little bit hit. It's been crazy. Yeah. Uh, man, it's been – I mean, like, it's not much you can do. Like, if we all the snow other than getting outside and shoveling, that's pretty well all, all a guy could do. Uh, <laughs> get a bit of a boys' weekend there for a bit uh, at uh, Armin's house. Uh, and unfortunately, I was busy for a little bit, so I got to sneak down Sunday, which was nice, and had brunch and watched uh, the opening schedule of the, of the football game. So that was kind of a nice little treat. And, and now here we are, still shuffling and no football. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well talk fantasy while we're at it. Yes. Yeah, I just want to say also, Joe Mixon killed me this week. Holy, I in how many leagues am I in? Six leagues. Six leagues that I take fairly seriously, and then one or two others that not so much. But in the six leagues I take seriously, I played the mix and owner in three of them. It was not a good week. I didn't realize it. I was playing Jordan in, in one league in our dynasty league there, and he was like all hyped up. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was paying more attention to our staff league, and I wasn't playing the mix and owner there. So it wasn't too bad of a day so far. And then uh, everyone leaves after brunch and I'm like, Oh, I'll have a little bit more time here. I'm not entertaining to to check and see who, uh, how my other leagues are doing and whole <laughs> look at all the scores. And I was like, Oh, I'm playing the mix and owner everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Not so good. I was on the other side. I didn't play him. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I think I'm going to play him in one league. Yes, I did in one league, but that one, it was, wasn't even close. It didn't really matter, but had him in had him in a couple, so I felt the felt the victories, and I'm kicking myself because I played, um, I played Kyler Murray instead of Tua, and I really hemmed and hot about that one, and I could have played a couple of my quarterbacks instead of uh, instead of Kyler, and if I would have played Tua, I would have set the the record for our dynasty league for the most points ever scored in a in a <laughs> single week, which would have been sweet. And I ended up finishing third because I just isn't too bad, I guess, for at least been running for what eight years now nine years i can't remember but still still it was it was a fun roller coaster to be a part of having him on your team that's for sure um going into uh our week number uh, 10 here the first little bit to just a little bit of the recap of the nine and then we'll i'll get to 10 uh we got our 22 fresh quick question of the week and this question is kind of a fun one and uh, i had two names in my head and i didn't want to plug it in there because armin i wanted to give you first crack at this one because i I really, truly do believe what you put down, and uh, I didn't want to steal your thunder, but the question is, who do you think is possibly the rest of the season fantasy MVP? So for the remaining season, who do you think it is? You know, last year we had like Amonra St. Brown had that second half breakout and was truly a league winner. 
Uh, so who is somebody that you think could be the rest of season league winner? And, and I'll let you go first, Armin, because uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, you know, funny you mentioned it, that you had two names, and I saw you typed in yours after, so I was like, he must have been waiting to see if I'd put this guy down. But the guy you put down was the second name I had in my head. Hey, as well. great, great minds think alike here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, eh? Um, all right, so the guy I'm talking about is Kenneth Walker the third. Put some respect on the name, say the whole name now, right? The third. <laughs> All right. So since he's become the starter there in Seattle, he has been lights out and he wasn't even like rostered that much before he became the starter. So he was on the waivers. He was a waiver wire pickup. There's a few leagues where he was probably stashed. I know I stashed him in, I think, uh, two leagues. Um, and then I have him in dynasty and then I was able to pick him up in another, but, uh, man, Seattle is, loves to run the ball, especially this year. Um, even though Geno Smith is playing the best football of his life, um, they're still running the ball hard. And um, Kenneth Walker has been been giving us fantasy points. He hasn't scored under 10 points since he became the starter. He's given us a few 20-plus weeks. And I, I think we're going to see some even bigger performances yet throughout the season. He has some good matchups where where he can definitely hit that 30 to 40 range, I, I think. Um, it's in the realm of possibilities and even against the tough matchups I think he he can put up some good points there because he's just so dynamic and I I can't wait to see him in the passing game as well if they start doing that because he can actually catch the ball really well um, it's not very well known but he can catch it well um, but rest of the season schedule is looking gravy for him they have a so in I'm putting air quotes here tough matchup against Tampa Bay this week um, but you know what? The Tampa Bay defense isn't what it used to be. And if you look at who's Tampa Bay's played, they haven't played many teams that run the ball very well. I'm just going to list off the teams that Tampa Bay has played so far. Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Baltimore, and the LA Rams. Now, Dallas, they couldn't find their run game until a little bit later on here. So at first week, they didn't have it. New Orleans, same thing. Well, and they're still struggling running the ball, but they never really had a great run game so far this season yet. Green Bay has just been mud and stuck in the mud all season long. KC is known for passing, not really running the ball. Atlanta, they played them, I believe, after Cordero Patterson was already injured. So their number one rusher was gone. So, you know, even though they're a run-heavy team, they didn't have their guy. Uh, Pittsburgh has been just crap. Same same with Green Bay kind of thing, right? Carolina's not a very good running team. Um, so far, you know, they pass the ball more to Christian McCaffrey anyways. And then Baltimore does run the ball, but with Lamar Jackson, not a running back. Um, their running backs haven't been that great this season. And then the Rams haven't been able to find their run game either. So I think Kenneth Walker could go off this week yet, even though it's a so un- so-called tough matchup. They have a bye week, and then for the playoff push and the playoffs, he has Las Vegas, the Rams, Carolina, San Fran, KC, the Jets, and then the Rams again. Um, The Rams' defense isn't as good as it usually is. Vegas is a good matchup. Carolina's a good matchup. KC is, uh, they're all right on defense, but they're not great on defense. 
Um, the only one that worries me about his matchups is San Francisco. La- the Seattle played San Fran earlier in the year. And between Penny and Walker, I think they only put up four fantasy points between the two of them. So that one does worry me a little bit. But the rest of them, I think it's all gravy, man. Yeah, Pete Carroll has come out too saying that, you know, we've only, we haven't even scratched the surface yet of what Kenneth Walker's abilities are. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, this guy's been falling <laughs> out for like three or four weeks now. It's hard to believe that there's more, you know, to see. I maybe didn't think that's hinting and maybe more in the in the passing game because I think he had four targets and three receptions in the last week. So that'll, uh, that'll definitely do it. Yeah. And yeah, like he, he cuts so fast. Um, and, my one worry about him coming out of college, if you watch his college tape, is he da- he danced around a lot. He was doing a lot of moves to break tackles and stuff. Um, since he came to the NFL, um, he he's learned to be a little bit more downhill, keep moving forward, more of a one cut or quick cuts, and that agility is still throwing, showing through with how quick he can cut mm-hmm. or maybe one double move, right? But he's not dancing around as much as he did in college, and he looks elite. Yeah, he. Uh, this was the name I wanted to write down probably first, uh, but I, like I said, I wanted to give you give you your glory here. So I'll, I'll share my name. And this one maybe is a bit riskier. Uh, we haven't seen as great of production yet, but we're starting to see it heat up, and we saw it definitely heat up this last week. And uh, Armin got in front of this one a little bit by calling him his stream of the week, where last week um, he said, well, let's start Justin Fields. He was available in 41.4 um of leagues and on sleeper he was 42 percent available um now his availability is going to be next to zero <laughs> after this past week because my goodness did he he ball out and that's justin fields uh the quarterback for the chicago bears so going over how he did this past week he had 17 completions on 28 attempts which okay not great for 123 yards but still three touchdowns so very very efficient in that sense um, the one thing that was a knock against Fields was they had no weapons, but they have Mooney. Komet stepped up big time in this game. And then Chase Claypool was on limited touches. And, and you know, we shared what we think about Chase Claypool on this podcast. Uh, he's very, very talented and, and a big body that's an explosive weapon that's going to help Fields. So between, you know, he's got uh, some weapons now. Uh, but then the fact, you know, we talked about the the running, the running ability for quarterbacks in fantasy football is elite. And that's what truly will win you weeks and win you championships. We're seeing what Jalen Hurts is able to do this year. We've seen in years past what Lamar Jackson is able to do and what makes these guys special. And he put up for 15 attempts, 178 yards and one score. He broke the single game rushing record for the NFL for a quarterback, which is unbelievable. And watching this one, the Dolphins just did not have an answer for him. So you had a combination of, what was it, 200 or just maybe just under, uh, just around the 300 total total yards. Um, or no, sorry, be, sorry, just about 300, just over 300 total yards, sorry, um, and four touchdowns. Like That's a, a great performance. Uh, the week before against the Cowboys, he did pretty decent with fantasy points, 22.4, which is, uh, I would say, pretty above average. Uh, and now this week he's got the Lions and then the Falcons and then the Jets and Packers followed by the bye week. The Jets defense, I think, is kind of sneaky, but the Lions and Falcons yeah. is, is not. And you, you can definitely tell the Packers is not. Uh, bye week going <laughs> to be a problem as he can't play them. And then we're prepped up for the fantasy playoffs, which 
is a little bit tough, I'm going to say, just because you see the Eagles, Bills, and Lions. So if you can get through those first two weeks, you have Lions in the championship. So fire up Justin Fields for sure in the championship. But you got to get there, which is the problem against the Eagles and the Bills. We haven't seen him against these defenses before. Eagles have a top-tier defense, and the Bills have a very, very stout defense as well, too. So you might need to look to a different option to get there. Uh, but, I mean, we might see more than enough to have actually confidence in those games that he can get it done just on the ground. Looking at some of these rushing numbers, uh, he put up 88, 82, 60, and then 178. So definitely getting you those those bonus uh, bonus points on the ground. So that's the type of guy that's going to win you uh, not only a week, but win you a championship uh, looking at like Jalen hurts, uh, Lamar Jackson years past, you get those guys for next to nothing. And then you add those on already a strong roster. It sets you above others. So hopefully uh, you got to the waiver wire and you got him, or you listen to Armin last week and you had him already because that's the type of guy that's, that's gonna, that's gonna win you the season. So he is my potential uh, rest of season MVP. Now, that being said, um, Zach, unfortunately, couldn't be on the pod here because I know he's obviously got some opinions, too, so I might have to throw these ones on socials. But uh, any other names that were kind of floating around in your head, Armin, you want to share before we uh, get moving? You know, those were the two big ones. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz kind of came to my mind with being coming back from injury at tight end, but I don't think he'll get there. Um, yeah. That was kind of it because there's no surprise at wide receiver right now. RB, we're kind of getting what we expected out of most guys. The biggest breakout was Kenneth Walker so far. So, and Fields, man, he made it look easy this weekend. Like yeah, even yeah. though he ran that much, it wasn't like he was running for his life. It wasn't. It wasn't wild. It, 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 he made it look easy, and that's the scary thing about it. Um, one thing yeah. I will mention, too, is take a look at the rookie wide receivers. This is that time of the year you can start seeing them boom. And if you remember this past draft class, there's several. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen flashes from Drake. Uh, Alave has been solid all year. Oh, yeah. uh, this is where you see Garrett Wilson. It's like same thing. He has showed flashes. Uh, there's lots of rookie wide receivers that, uh, you know, have kind of shown a little bit of flashes here and there. So this is the time of year that I start kind of plucking those if they're on the waiver wire and putting them on my on my bench just because we've always seen it. Like I said, last year, Monra St. Brown had that go. Jefferson a couple of years back, Chase last year. It's it's going to happen. It's just a matter of who is it. And uh, I'm willing to stash a couple of them as they start breaking. I, I picked Olave as my, my offensive rookie of the year. So that's a guy that I'd be very interested in pursuing. He had a pretty decent little week last this past week on the Monday Nighter. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh, definitely somebody that is a key part of the offense. So those are the names that I'd be also willing to, to discuss too. That being said, we'll get ourselves into a little bit of uh, insiders and headliners. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Josh Allen. And uh, you might be thinking, oh, Josh Allen, injured. Well, he finished the game. But this is something that I would be very, very concerned about if I'm the Josh Allen owner or if I'm an owner of maybe some of those uh, Buffalo pieces because Josh Allen is dealing with an elbow issue, uh, which he suffered late in the game on a strip sack. And this is something I'm going to monitor throughout the week and practices uh, throughout because he's going to be limited uh, 
most likely throughout these practices. But in 2018, he suffered a very similar injury, and he ended up missing four games. So this is something that I would be willing to monitor. Uh, they haven't listed him out. They haven't hinted at that he's going to miss time yet at this point. But uh, they did. the report did show that, you know, he's had a similar injury in 2018, and he did miss time then. So there is a higher than likely chance that it's this could happen. It might not be this week, but it could be some weeks moving forward. So obviously losing Josh Allen is a tough situation for offensive weapons altogether. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm trying to move on from Stephon Diggs in one of my leagues. Um, I'm also not super good in that league. Like I have Diggs and he's probably one of my best players. But I'm trying to do a kind of a two-for-two two trade where I'm trying to get Tyreek Hill and Amonra for um, – Diggs and another like decent wide receiver where I'm trying to get two pretty good wide receivers and bail out on Diggs and get in front of it just because I think it is possible that he does miss time and even if he doesn't miss time that you saw him throwing the ball it wasn't they say it wasn't as uh didn't have as much velocity uh, there might he might have accuracy issues so trying to get out in front of it with a little bit of my concerns before you know possibly it does blow up so is this something that you'd be concerned about Armin or, or am I overreacting well, no, I'd be concerned about it as far as like dynasty goes. If you're thinking about selling digs, better get ahead of it and, and sell them anyways, right? If you're not a computer and you want to try and get a maximum value for them, now would be the time. But um, I think by the end of the season, you'll probably see Josh Allen back to normal, hopefully. Um, but like you said, worth monitoring. You never know. Like you said, in 2018, he missed four games for an elbow injury before. So um, and that Bill's offense runs through Josh Allen. That's their offense is, is him. So um, get it, get rid of the pieces if he is going to miss time would, would be a smart decision. And hopefully you're not sitting on them and it's fantasy playoffs and or you miss out on the playoffs because of it. But um, yeah, definitely monitor. If you're in a single quarterback league, are you going to try and sell Josh Allen high here or, or you think the Valley's not there anymore? Mm, I... I think you could probably sell them high. Um, you, there's probably a decent number of people out there that are like, oh, like he'll be fine. He'll play. And even if he plays, they'll, <clears throat> if he's injured and he does play, they'll, there's probably enough people out there that'll be like, no, nah, he'll be fine. If he's playing, he'll be good. If you know, like that's what people think. And um, so selling him for, for some big pieces, maybe you get a decent QB and another piece to your roster or, Maybe you get a big piece and you're able to you're able to soup up fields last week and and then you can go that route, right? So we'll see. But uh yeah, might not be a bad idea to to trade Josh Allen now before it goes downhill fast. Talking about going downhill fast. Things things went from bad for worse to for the Green Bay Packers. Um, not only did they lose the Lions in one of the most embarrassing Green Bay performances I've ever seen, uh Romeo Dobbs, who was one of the standout rookie wide receivers suffered a high ankle sprain, left the game, left the game. And as he was leaving the stadium was in a, it was in crutches and a walking boot. Uh, it's expected to miss four to six weeks with that high ankle sprain. Uh, so that's unfortunate news for one of the favorite targets of Aaron Rodgers. but good news in a sense that Aaron Jones ankle injury, the x-rays came back negative uh, reports say, you know, it's expected to play this week, but continue to monitor the, monitor the practice reports at least because they did think he possibly had a serious ankle injury or a broken ankle. Um, so the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, so it came back negative, so he's going to play. That seems pretty irresponsible to to say, I think, because obviously if it was that 
that they thought is possibly that serious. I don't know if there's a guarantee they're going to throw him right back in the lineup. But this is a tough situation for Green Bay because they just look purely broken. Like Rogers, I'm going to talk about him in a little bit, but they just they didn't have they don't have anybody to stand or step up to the play. And, and seemingly that was Dubs. He had a really really nice catch in was it two weeks ago that touchdown catch he had it was incredible. And Aaron Rodgers is dapping him up a little bit on the sidelines. Now he, so you thought maybe that's the guy that's going to step up to the plate. Well, now he's going to be missing probably close to six weeks. So now who's the guy? Like, is it Sammy Watkins one hit wonder again? Like, we, we don't know. And Aaron Jones was his favorite target. He might not play this week, and he's been kind of lackluster. Uh, he had a really good week the pre, week previous or two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember exactly which week it was. Uh, but now, like, you know, we've had our A.J. Dillon talk. We we've, we don't need to revisit there. But this this team just looks – in shambles like this is this is the worst green bay team i've ever seen where i've paid close attention to football even even when rogers got hurt and they're running with backup quarterbacks it still looked more functional than this it's it's a good time to be a viking fan that's all i can say i guess <laughs> oh yeah you know everything's gravy green bay's falling apart detroit hasn't uh Detroit's Detroiting. That's yeah. <laughs> Detroit's Detroiting and uh, Chicago, Chicagoing. So, um, and uh, we had a tough match. We're gonna have a tough matchup this week against Buffalo. But if Josh Allen doesn't play well, whew, it could be seven and one. I thought we were gonna be six and two, but we could be seven and one. This could be really telling. I think how legit this Minnesota team is. Like oh if, yeah. Even yeah, if they this lose, is... but they give them a game, it's like okay, then they're legit. But if they got blown out, it's like okay, the NFC North is just bad. Like that's like <laughs> <laughs> so time will tell on that one. Yeah. Um, a couple other things here. One, Frank Wright, uh, who was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, has been fired and replaced with former Pro Bowl center uh, Jeff Saturday as the interim coach. So once again bad from worse for Jonathan Taylor owners. We don't know if this means it's going to be more run heavy. Uh, we don't know if this means that, you know, they're going to just try and keep trying to figure out what this rookie quarterback and start airing, you know, we don't know. Now there's just more and more uncertainty to this offense on a, off a very, very slow start. And then the last piece is Odell Beckham Jr. Things are starting to heat up here. Uh, I imagine he'll have a team as probably as early as this weekend, as late as probably the next couple of weeks. Because uh, he will be starting to get reared up and ready to go um, and help a team make another playoff run, much as similar that he did with the Rams. And some of the teams that are kind of rumored to be in the mix, Buffalo, Baltimore, Dallas, among others that have been sprinkled in. But those are the names that have been reoccurring quite frequently. But um, which team for fantasy purposes, Armin, would you kind of be more happy to see Odell end up in? Uh, hmm. You know, I don't think Buffalo would be the answer because they got so many weapons there already. Yeah. You'd want OBJ to go in and, and demand targets. So maybe Baltimore, they're nicked up there a lot. Um, they're relying on like Deshaun Jackson now and Wandale. And, yeah, Wandale Robinson, not Wandale, uh, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, and Isaiah Likely, like, um, Baltimore, I think might be, might be the spot. And, um, and Lamar Jackson has shown a, a good rapport with hitting speedsters and deep threats a bit better than those underneath guys and, and possession guys because he's got Andrews for that. So OBJ might complement Andrews very well. Um, so I think, I think Baltimore. 
Yeah, you know, Duvernay, Duvernay's a speedster too, so having both those guys off the edge, really clearing yeah. up for the run game or Lamar to be able to kind of boogie a little bit too will be nice. So yeah, I, I think Dallas would be nice just in a sense for like if you own Odell, it'd be nice to have Dallas because they need it. Like Gallup has kind of been so-so. CD Lamb is is good, but though like Dallas, you know, Dak, he's, he's a good quarterback, a real good quarterback, I think. Uh, so be able to put him in that sense. I think that would be a great option for him to succeed. But for me, who owns Odell and CD, I'm like, well, maybe let's uh, rent <laughs> the wealth and try and find somewhere else. But this is one that we'll continue to monitor. And obviously, as soon as we find out, we'll throw it up on the socials there too. But um, before we move into our studs and duds, just want a, a quick reminder for you folks at home, if you haven't been listening before, or <laughs> if you forget that uh, 22 Fresh is our major sponsor of the NFL season this upcoming and this current season. I actually had a good visit this past weekend. We're having a game, and uh, the guy that got us hooked up with 22 Fresh, old Bobby Millette, he uh, he was down for a visit, and we talked 22 Fresh. Was wearing my stuff in the in the uh, garage, wore my hoodie to Armin's for the boys' weekend. It was awesome. Crappy snowy day. Well, you know what that means. That's a nice oversized, baggy, comfy hoodie day. That's what that's all about. And and if you go down to 22 Fresh, uh, you'll be able to not only in store or online. Utilize the promo code. 306 FFB 15 and utilizing this code is going to get you 15% off merchandise, either in store or online. Uh, we've got the merchandise. We wear it all the time. It looks sharp. It's comfy and you at home can do the same. And while doing that, you get to save 15% for list for listening to this podcast. So check out 22 fresh.com and save using 306 FFB 15 promo code. Thank you very much. 22 fresh uh, for being the major sponsor of the 2022 NFL season. So going to the weekly recap, I'll just start it off because it needed to be said there. he I think he finished as, what is it, the 11th best fantasy player of all time or week of all time. Might have even been higher than that. I, I can't remember. I just remember seeing the tweets and, and I haven't seen it since. But uh, it's Joel Mixon. Um, we talked about this opening in the episode and I had him on my team. So I'm sure Armin didn't want to put him in there because he faced him too many times. But I had him and he carried me to victory. And that's Joel Mixon. 53.1 half point PPR points, 22 carries for 153 yards and four touchdowns, uh, five targets, four receptions, 58 yards, and another score. So five total touchdowns. And uh, he barely touched the field in the second half. This was all done in the first half. 53.1 fantasy points in the first half. It was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, Bengals smoked them. They didn't need them. Burrow barely touched the field. Uh, yeah, Mixon barely touched the field which was unfortunate because this could have been absolute insanity if it was even half a ball game, but in half oh. in half a ball game, uh, I'll carry those points gladly to a, uh, to a, a big W this weekend. Yeah. You know, that uh, half a ball game hurt me because I had burrow in two leagues and I was like, Oh yeah, 20 points in the first half, even though I'm not the mixing guy, that's not too bad. And then, we were watching, and I was like, "Why isn't Burrow's points going up?" Because we were watching uh, which game were we watching? We watched the uh, Miami, Miami game, Chicago first half, and then the second half we were kind of on uh, red zone. So yeah, like, they weren't showing anything on red zone in that game anymore. Yeah, they had stopped showing the Cincy game, and it was like, "Why isn't Burrow getting points?" And then, uh, yeah, he's he's out. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah, um, you're well. You, you could take the victory lap on this one, Arthur. You called this shot, and boy, oh, boy, did you call it right. I think these were the number one and number two point getters on the week, if I'm not mistaken. 
They were, they were. Um, yeah, my guy is Justin Fields. Uh, he was my stream of the week last week. So I am, uh, you're very welcome, everyone who, who listened to me and, and put him in your lineup. Um, because, yeah, he went off for 42.72 points. We already talked about his stat line, which was super impressive. He also had a two-point convert as well. Um, you didn't mention that, Jaron, so I'll throw that in there. Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, he went off and I have him in one league and I didn't start him because I didn't need to stream a QB <laughs> and I still won. So, uh, not so bad. And DFS, I ended up going with Josh Allen and I should have listened to myself. So, you know what, uh, even, even I make mistakes sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, at least I, I, advise people the right way on the podcast so humble and honest armin schellenberg yeah um my dad of the week i talked about a little bit it's it's incredibly frustrating uh because i thought you know you knew it was going to be a downgrade losing Devonte adams but uh i didn't think it was gonna be this bad and i thought it was actually creating a good value for him especially in super flex leagues to be your quarterback too and oh my kicking myself for doing this yeah uh, it's aaron Rodgers. the the man rushed for 40 yards and threw for 291 yards, but still only finished with 12.6 fantasy points. And each fantasy league varies for their quarterback scoring systems. Uh, ours was 12.6, but he was 23 for 43, which is very, very unlike Aaron Rodgers. Threw for 291 and one score. Rushed four times for 40 yards, which is also very unroger like But he also threw three touchdowns against the league's worst defense in all statistical categories which is unbelievable. Um, Detroit Lions, their defense is literally the worst in every single aspect. And <laughs> he'll pick to Rodgers off three different occasions. And Rodgers does not throw picks. Like, he just does not throw interceptions. And he got torched by the league's worst defense. Uh, I was loving it, obviously, as a Lions fan, uh, having Rodgers in a couple Superflex lineups. Maybe not as much, but uh, I'll take the win as a Lions fan, and and Rogers can take my stud of the week. Uh, Armin, dead. yeah, or sorry, dud of the week. Sorry, not stud of the week. Maybe you'll be the stud this upcoming week, and we'll flip things. But yeah, sorry, my dud of the week. My apology. Uh, yours, Armin. This one stings a little bit. Uh, me and Bordon, we co-managed a team. We sold him uh, right before the trade deadline. So thank goodness. But uh, this one sucks because I thought this was gonna be fantasy gold here moving forward. I did too, and that's why I put him as my dead of the week because we, we need to talk about it. Um, his points were still respectable enough that you weren't mad that you started him, but you definitely weren't excited about it. Um, he put up eight six point eight point six points and nine touches for 26 yards and a touchdown, but he also had two drops, and that's where he mostered. Um, we thought he was going to have that Miami backfield all to himself. Then they go to trade, go and trade for Jeff Wilson at the trade deadline, um, which was kind of a head scratcher, but you know, we never, not many of us really thought, Oh, this is going to be, be bad for most We thought he's just going to get a good, reliable backup. They like him better than Edmonds. They paid Edmonds and they don't, they're not getting what they wanted from him. So let's get a different backup and then, cut bait with Edmonds as quick as they can right um but um Jeff Wilson ate into Mostert's touches had the same amount of carries as him um didn't drop the ball when he was passed to and was more efficient on the day so hopefully that's not the trend moving forward um definitely have to watch it 
he's got a juicy matchup again this week. Um, so I'd still keep Mostert in my starting lineup, depending on who your running backs are, of course. But um, I I'm keeping him in my my league that I have him in my lineup. But um, definitely I'm a little sketched out and a little nervous about it, and um, wishing that I would have sold him because I'd been thinking about selling him ever since he broke out this season, and um, yeah living that regret right now too being truthful and honest here again <laughs> this week will be real telling like you said it's a very juicy matchup and they were like kind of in a bit of a shootout against Chicago which sounds weird to say out loud but I can't imagine they're going to be in a shootout against Cleveland so in hopefully a plus matchup where they're going to run the ball a lot more than in the previous week so it, this will be very telling if all of a sudden most starts losing these these um you know, valuable touches and then the red zone touches, then, then it's trouble, but it could have been, you know, just a situation where we're you know, product of, of the game script. Right. So this will be a telling week, I think for him moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing on here, um, we will get into our weekly preview. Woo. Four hours after the game, you, you got to move on. Right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay, continuing on here, we're transitioning into week 10 from week nine. We got some teams on by. Uh, so we're losing the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots, as well as the New York Jets. So we're moving on from week nine where you know, we've had some big hits. Uh, you know, we had a couple sits that were good. We had a couple starts that uh, didn't pan out as good as we thought, but we also had the full stream ahead that, uh, like, might have been Armin's best call of the year so far. <laughs> you off uh, week 10 with that uh, full stream ahead here. So, Armin, uh, you want to share your stream of the week this week for number 10? All right, so week 10 stream of the week. I'm going to give you two options here, and it's based off two different things. It's how your matchup is looking on what you kind of need, okay? So first name I'm going to throw out, and this is the guy that I'm streaming because I I have Joe Burrow in uh, my staff league here, and uh, that is Daniel Jones. Hopefully I get him off the waiver wire while I'm saying (laughs) that. Um, But uh, he's playing Houston, which is a good matchup for him. He's available in 41% of Yahoo leagues and 41.7% of sleeper leagues. Sorry, that's he's rostered that amount in those leagues. So it's just over 58% available. Um, And the reason I'm using him is I'm in a bit of a bipocalypse with Burrow, Jamar Chase. I have Stevenson in that league. Um, So I need a higher upside QB off the waiver wire this week to stream. And out of the ones that are available, he is the one that does offer the highest floor or highest ceiling. Um, and his floor isn't the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst floor that you could be asking for in your stream. Um, so that is the, if you need a higher upside guy to kind of s- close a gap that you might be seeing you know, because of your bipocalypse, Daniel Jones would be the way to go. Now, if you're not in a bipocalypse and maybe the guy you're playing is, but you need to stream a QB because your QB's out, the guy that I'd be going with because of he's just safe and steady is Jimmy G playing the Los Angeles uh, Chargers this week. Um, not a smash matchup, but a decent matchup for him. And he's got all those weapons around him. So 
you know, he's not going to walk away from the day with hardly any points, but he's also not the kind of guy to put up uh, 30 points for you. So he's the safe matchup for if you just need a, a safe guy this week and don't need to, um, and you just need to make sure that you keep that gap that you have between the guy you're playing and yourself. Well, the thing about Jimmy G too is his floors is high, I think, but he also like this, this week might be a sneaky ceiling week for him too. Chargers giving up the most amount of fantasy points, like their defense giving up the most fantasy points. They're not, you know, statistically they're not the worst defense. The line still hold that one, but for fantasy <laughs> points given up, they give up the most, uh, which is actually quite surprising because that was a defense we were all like thought that you know they bolstered a little bit uh, from last year into this year. So. You know, he, I think he might have a decent floor. It's, it's hard to say. CMC might just put three down on the ground, and, and you know, it's, he just he just does what he has to do to get the W. But I think that's actually a sneaky one too. He said, you know, he has a good floor, but I think the ceiling might also be there for him this week too. Yeah, it definitely could be, and that that's part of why you you pick him as well because of that matchup and maybe the possibility that he does pop off a little bit. Houston also gives up the worst or the most amount of points on the ground, so. This is going to be a Saquon week too, uh, but that also means it could be a Daniel Jones week too. You know, he's a he's a Russian dual threat quarterback, so that's a that's a sketchy one where Saquon could, you know, poach them all, but it also could mean Daniel Jones puts up four on the ground too. So yeah, that's, that's where you mean there's that high ceiling, right? There's the low floor, high ceiling where it's yeah. swinging for the fences. Yeah, that's and that's what I got to do this week for myself. But uh, yeah, that's why I decided to give you guys two. Yeah, speaking of swinging for the fences, if we would have talked about this name at the start of the year, I would have been laughing at you, Armin. But this is a this is a newfound respect here for your start of the week. You want to share yours? <laughs> yeah, I actually have a few to say. I'm going bonus on both today. Um, first, I'm gonna before I say the name you're hinting at they, today. Um, I'm gonna talk about the other two. I'm gonna gamble on Sutton and Judy this week. They're just coming off of a bye week, so maybe they're reloaded. Question mark. You're kind of hoping for that. And they have a smash matchup against Tennessee. You just saw Kansas City throw the ball a ton against them this week because Tennessee can stop the run, but they cannot stop the pass. So let's hope Russ starts to cook finally after getting reset after the uh bye week and uh, takes advantage of a good matchup. The other name I wanted to talk about, he's got a great matchup this week against Atlanta, and that's the number two wide receiver now in Carolina, and that is Terrace Marshall. Uh, We thought he was all for dead and gone, and then the last two weeks here, he's been uh, putting up some decent fantasy numbers. So um, if he's still available, like he might, after waivers go through, you might still be able to pick him up as a free agent in some leagues. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, I also want him to do good because I, awesome. I just pulled a one of 99 rookie die cut for, of his. So I also <laughs> want him to do good uh, on my selfish reasons. But yeah, I, I dropped him in Dynasty and I kept Amari Rogers thinking, you know, oh, yeah, the Green Bay offense needs somebody to step up. Carolina's offense kind of meh. Well, that was a mistake. I should have dropped Amari and, and held on to Terrace, and there was Armin scooping him up off the waiver wires, listening oh, to his yeah. advice again. It's funny how the, the world works here because he, in that dynasty league, we both really liked him, eh, coming out of college. And um, I had just traded away that second-round pick to you thinking that Terrace Marshall is not going to make him. He's the only one I was interested in in that range. And I think it was like the mid second that season. Um, And I was like, he's not going to make it there. Like 
there's no way like there's got to be a lot of things go right for him to make it there and then he made it there and i was so pissed because i just traded you that pick and i was oh come on are you kidding me and then uh and then his season was off and I, was like, ah, I guess better for me and then you dropped him, and now I have him. Yeah, so, uh, funny how the world works. I just burnt that second round pick on fire, apparently. So, <laughs> um, my start of the week here uh, is actually in that same game, the Terrace Marshall game, just on the other side of the field. And it was funny because we we're sitting around the you know the dinner table there, having brunch and talking about this player. And one of the guys sitting there was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't have the confidence to start on this week." I was like, "Ooh, I definitely did." And thank God I did because I think he was a number six point getter on the week on limited touches. Just pulling up yeah. the stats here. I'm trying to find you. I think he's number 18 on the week. Sorry. Uh, but still really good performance, two touchdowns on limited touches. And that's Cordero Patterson. Uh, he missed time on the IR, came back. And I said, you know, if they're going to bring him back off the IR already, uh, I think their confidence is going to play him. They didn't limited touch him, but uh, in those touches, he looked good. And he trucked a defender on the one yard line to, to punch one. <laughs> So he looks real healthy, and uh, I got the confidence to put him in there now in that starting lineup. He was always a fringe guy. You know, he, had, he was really good last year and then petered out. Uh, he started out hot and then IR, uh, and I think this is a guy that you can have the confidence to put right back in your lineup. Uh, Carolina gives the fourth most points per game against to the running backs, and then they also give the fifth most yards per game against to the running backs as well, too. So the confidence in him being healthy, him being back, and him being explosive against a very, very plus matchup defense. Uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson will be in my starting lineups this week, that's for sure. Uh, transitioning from the starts and the good to somebody, uh, let's talk about the bad and the ugly. You want to talk about your uh, your set of the week? All right, and what a fall for Grace for, from Grace for this guy, Hunter Renfro. Um, last year he was in contention for our fantasy MVP with how, how low he was drafted and how many points he put up this year, he is unplayable. And what I'm saying is not even don't play him. I'm saying if you have him yet, just drop him, give up on him. He's make room for, for one of those guys, high upside guys that you think are going to explode here in the next few weeks. Um, you can get better on the waiver wire is what I'm telling you right now. Um, than what Hunter Enfro is doing. There's so many bodies in that in that team that uh, are going first for targets and touches, and the offense hasn't been as good as it, people thought it would be this year either. So it's not like those tertiary targets are, are fantasy relevant either. So um, get rid of Hunt, Hunter Enfro, pick up Terrace Marshall. Yeah. Uh, it's funny actually you're talking about this because my brother in our charity league he he had him and he was actually somebody who was excited to own and and much the same as everybody else that had him it was pretty disappointing so far and he kept saying man I, I want to trade him I don't know how to get rid of him it's like well you're gonna have a hard time he actually made a pretty pretty what I say was a pretty good deal in our charity league and he ended up getting a W this week so there you go even, even better hey. but he he essentially in the deal swapped Renfro for Claypool which I see Claypool okay. has substantial upside in this new new uh, in this new offense. And then Renfro is just much of the same. It's it's unfortunate that this is the situation he's in. Um, but, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this because in the charity we had the big trade too. So it's, uh, it, it's unfortunate. And, if, and even in that 14-team league, that would be somebody I would consider dropping if I needed to pick somebody up because it's just he's unplayable. So he's more or less a roster clogger, uh, you know, moving forward, I think. 
Yeah, you know what? Like you could, um, you could try and kick the tires for sure. It's getting to the point where you might not be able to trade him for uh, fan for Fab. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> but, it's, uh, it's like a it's a throw in in a package deal that's nobody wants. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. So, it's tough. Uh, yeah, I'd say kick the tires this week. See if you can trade them before waivers, but uh, drop and pick up somebody better. Um, the, you know, talking about tough, uh, I'm going to talk about a tough situation here too, and that is starting any of the Denver running backs this upcoming week. It's uh, it's tough sledding because one, you don't know who you're going to start because you don't know who to play, and that's part of the problem is because there is so many in that offense. Like, you have Melvin Gordon, now Chase Edmonds. Lat Murray was picked up. Obviously, Javante's on IR. Mike Boone's on IR. And then they picked up Marlon Mack and signed him to the practice squad. And I don't even know if he's even still on the roster, uh, to the practice squad. I don't know where he is, but I do know that he has been in a Broncos uniform. So I don't know if he still is or not. Not that I would ever rely on Marlon Mack because he's been all over the map here. But Melvin Gordon, they signed Chase Edmonds and said he's still the one. Chase Edmonds, you know, we were really high on in Miami didn't go great and then Denver brings him in now Lat Murray was signed after the Javante Williams injury and Lat Murray has looked good in that situation Mike Boone was kind of getting in the mix before his injury it's been a revolving door and it's hard to trust any of them now that's not to say that there isn't opportunities to be had moving forward but this week ain't the week uh you're going against Tennessee that Armin mentioned is an incredibly good run defense they're number two in the league uh for yards per game given up uh, incredibly good statistics and they're also a top 10 in uh, the least amount of points per game against the running back position uh, the Broncos offense is broken question mark uh, their last week before the bye in Europe they actually looked not too bad they're able to move the ball uh, but I don't think they're gonna really get it done on the ground they're gonna have to get it done in the air which is maybe why you know obviously Armin start of the week uh, you know option a is uh is a possibility for you know a Sutton or the Judy because they're gonna have to move the ball through the air because with uh, a defense like Tennessee on the ground, uh, you saw what they did to uh, KC. You know, the KC's run game is the most you know stout by any means, but they have three pretty decent running backs and they just scrapped it immediately and aired the ball out. Like Travis Kelsey had 17 targets, <laughs> they just threw the ball like crazy because it's hard to move the ball against uh, Tennessee's defense. So. Uh, I would be sitting Broncos for various amounts of reasons, not to say that somebody might step up and, and have a decent game. It's just, you have to play the guessing game. You know, maybe Melvin Gordon has a great week. Okay. But then if you started Lat Murray, well, it sucks because then Lat Murray gets you two points and somebody else had a great week. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's just not worth the, the gamble or the guess in this uh, minus matchup. So. Okay. Well, might as well throw it over here to old Wellesley's wagers and see what we got for this week. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money. All right. It's like we talked about last week there. A uh, bit of a, well, it turned out to be a bit of a ball game, I guess, for a bit. But on paper, it was uh, pretty sketchy, sketchy sledding for, for gambling purposes. Uh, but Lucas still had, uh, one win, one loss. So I know the one loss was a, 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 a tall task. If you would hit that one, that'd have been a nice little payday, but still nonetheless, still 50% on the Thursday nighter. And then Sunday, two wins, two losses, but the two wins he had were, you know, the, the pretty big, you know, the plus odds bets there. So finishing off for three for seven on the week. 
and uh, at 53% still over that 500 mark moving throughout the season. So moving into our week number 10 here, we got our Wellsies pick. So what we got for, let's start with the Thursday there, Leach. Yeah, just to backtrack this past week, uh, not a great, not a great outing, but you know what? We had two dogs. So that's all that matters, right? We should still be in plus money. Yep. I mean, as long as two dogs are hitting, you're going to be in the money. Um, this week, Thursday nighter, Panthers, Falcons, I mean, kind of a crapshoot. You don't really know what Panthers team you're getting, and you don't know what Falcons team you're getting. So I'm going to ride with the Panthers money line, plus 135. I I think the spread is like minus three and a half. I don't see either team winning by that. So, I mean, I could take the plus money on the Panthers, but or the, the, the plus points on the Panthers, but I prefer the money line, and I prefer the plus odds. So we're going to run uh, with the Panthers money line, plus 135. Then we're going to take Foreman. And Patterson, anytime TD, Foreman is plus 100, and Patterson is minus 105. I mean, there's no other weapons on either either of those teams, so both of those guys are probably going to score. Um, go, moving into Sunday, we got the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Hawks money line, plus 125. I believe that's a Euro game, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, place that one Saturday night, wake up with some money in your bank account. Derrick Henry, anytime TD, that's almost a given. I don't know what the odds are on that, but that's just one that you kind of just place because you know you're going to make a little bit of money. <laughs> uh, Vikings, Bills. Now, this one's kind of tricky. I don't know if Josh Allen is playing yet. I was kind of reading online he's banged up and he's questionable. If he is not playing, the, these odds are going to drip or drop significantly. So right now the Vikings are sitting at plus 205. I think if Josh Allen doesn't play, I don't see the Vikings losing. But if he does play, you're probably not going to want to hammer that one. Uh, Raiders, Colts, the unders. I'm going to hit the under, 42.5 minus 110. I mean, the Raiders are going to be the only team that puts up points, and I don't see him putting up 43. So Especially a new, new head coach, new OC, and with a banged-up JT if he plays rookie quarterback. It's just, if you're a Colts fan, yeah, sorry, this, this is supposed to be your year, but it's gone downhill. If, JT is listening. He needs to get healthy for my fantasy team. <laughs> I don't even care if they – I don't even care if this goes over and he plays and he puts up 50. I just need a Joe Mixon week out of him this week. That's all I need. Man, I could use a Joe Mixon week every single week from any of my players. That would be so deadly. Just yeah. Like guaranteed five tutties. Let's just – just hit it. We'll just oh, hit it's it. insane. <laughs> I was playing – I was playing a guy who had Mixon, and he was the only player playing on his team in the morning games. And I had all my players playing in the morning games. And halfway through Mixon's game, he had more points than my entire team. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. Without Mixon, I think I lost by nine. And without Mixon, he probably would have put up 35 points. Oh, that's brutal. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that's not what you want. But way it goes. But, yeah, those are the picks. They'll be on the socials. Um, I have put out a couple bet boosters and anytime parlays. I should start putting more out. I hit a big one this week. Um, yeah, you did. Big one. Yeah, it was a real big one. I had Waddle anytime TD, Tyree Kill anytime TD, over three and a half touchdowns for the Dolphins and the Dolphins money line. Uh, yeah, I can't even remember what the odds were, but it was juicy. So I'll, I'll maybe come up with one on Sunday. We'll put that out there on the socials as well. Even for like the Monday nighters too. I know me and you text back and forth and talk about something we want to hit, whether it's a good booster or, you know, like there's any, you know, Something that's kind of stands out, and we've gone back and forth a little bit too. So that might be something we can throw up on the old uh, story or something like that. If it's one of Jordan's parlays, though, just be careful. <laughs> I mean, last he had Isaiah likely scoring three touchdowns or more that on Monday. That was so an accident. 
I wanted to hit the two touchdowns, which was still a stretch, but yeah, I accidentally hit three. So he texted me, he goes, Yeah, I made a I made a mistake. I just donated a dollar fifty or something. I was like, What? It, and you know what? The parlay was like just aggressive in it in nature. It's a dollar fifty for like I think it would end up being like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So it was like a plus ten thousand. It was like a hope and a prayer. Yeah, but it's like okay, Isaiah likely two touchdowns. That's very possible, especially opening drive, or maybe it's yeah, opening drive or second drive, doesn't matter likely gets a touchdown i was like oh yeah okay two more we need because i screwed up and put three by accident but yeah, he sent me that and i was howling i thought oh. it was so funny yeah it's like but if it hits i look like a genius which yeah then he's complaining that he didn't put enough more money down yeah it wasn't even close though so there's my dollar fifty of the week um <laughs> anything else you want to maybe mention here wells i know we got uh you know we've, we've had we're still above 500 here uh i there's like we talked about the socials i think that's that's definitely going to go out there but uh, the boosters, we talked about the boosters. I think so far, what have you looked at? Um, I think they've put up like two or three per team. You know, usually, there's always one that hits. Yeah, usually like we use on our app, we use we use Bet365. It's the one I live and die by. Um, Thursday nights, they almost always have like three or four options for boosters. And when we say boosters, it's like your plus odds would be plus 300, but they boost it to plus 500 or plus 450 or whatever. You get the point. Um then they also usually have them for the Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter, and almost always one has hit. I mean, you don't got to bet all of them. You just got to bet the right one. Yeah. But it is worth it. And there's some that multiple hit. And the way they work, if you're unfamiliar at home, they'll have three from the same team. So, like Lucas talked about the last one, Waddle anytime touchdown, and then it was two of three passing TDs, and then the money line for Dolphins. So you're kind of betting on one side of the ball game. But there is a couple where it's like, I think it was on the Monday nighter where it was Kamara touchdown, likely touchdown, and then the so, over or something like that. Yeah. So it was something like that. And those don't happen very often, but those are a little bit fun because then you're just cheering for a competitive game. But those, there's some where there's, they seem juicy. Um, and we've hit, like I hit, the big one I hit was the Thursday nighter. I think it was three weeks ago now, I'm trying to remember. And that was a lot of fun because it came down to like the second last play yeah. for a Kamara reception. And they're a lot of fun for when you don't have those fantasy matchups in, the, in those uh, Thursday or Thursday, Mondays, or those Sunday nighters. Also, you don't even have to bet a lot of money. Like no. five bucks, ten two, bucks, two dollars, two bucks even. Man, yeah. I've put fifty cent bets down just to try and build the bankroll. <laughs> I mean, that's just how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to. We're not out here trying to fucking bankrupt you guys. Pardon my language, but <laughs> I mean, we're just out here to make the games a little more fun when you don't have fantasy players playing. Because I mean, a lot of the I can't imagine many guys have play, people playing. In the Thursday nighter and the Panthers Falcons, the only one that would make sense would probably be Patterson. Yeah, most maybe, guys maybe, maybe have Foreman. Some guys probably have Pitts, but he should be on your bench by now. So kind of stinks. I mean, it makes it a lot more fun. And like, you bet anytime TD on Foreman plus one hundred, you put two bucks down, you make two dollars, so you get four bucks back. Absolutely. Right, and it makes it more fun. And then you got Patterson, and you're like, give him the rock, give him the rock, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. it's fourth. It's the fourth quarter. He hasn't. He's only got three touches, and you're just swearing at the coach. Yeah, something to cheer for. That's all you need. Yeah. Something to cheer for. Uh, right on. Well, thanks for joining us, Wellesley, and let's hope these uh, hit once again. Thanks, boys. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add here, Armin? Before we uh, wrap this episode up. Well, we're getting out of the dog days here a little bit and we're getting into the playoff push. So uh, make sure you're setting up your team either to make a good uh, run in the playoffs or 
if you need to make those trades, because I think the fantasy trade deadlines are approaching us pretty quick here in the next week or two, depending on your league settings, um, make those trades so that you can make your push into the playoffs and get get out of some injury problems or or some bye week problems if you're you're potentially on the outside looking in and need to get into the playoffs. And then if you are feeling pretty secure about your playoff spot, be willing to take those injury guys and make that get set up yourself for the fantasy playoffs. That's that's real good advice. Uh, I got I got two things. Uh, the first one is just a reminder that Tampa Bay Seahawks game is in Germany, I believe, this week. So it's uh, you know daylight savings time for us in Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, it changes for everybody, I guess, but uh, it changed the start time for our games. Even though our time doesn't change, it changed the start time of our games. Uh, so that gives me 8.30 in the morning. So remember to check your or set your lineups either the night before uh, or wake up a little bit early on that Sunday to make sure you can monitor the news and who you want to plug it and play if there's anybody in that game. Uh, so that's an 8.30 start. And the second is, uh, you know, we talked about it already. If Armin wants to go after some trades and stuff like that, go after trades after those rookie court or rookie uh, wide receivers or go find some off the waiver wire. So far there's one that is producing the other have been kind of lackluster, but could boom in a big way. So go, go make those deals. And like Armin said, don't be scared to make those big deals. Cause those are what's going to get you over the hump. Uh, set yourself in a position to, if you're ahead to win, if you're behind to make the playoffs, because we'd say it every year, all you got to do is get into the dance and anything can happen those 1v8s, those 2v7s, or whatever type of playoff format you're in, there's upsets every single year. All you got to do is just get in there. You could be that team that's 2-6 and six right now, or whatever, 2-7, and seven, I guess, sorry. All you got to do is just get in. You could go on a five-game win streak and make it in, and then you could literally win the whole thing with arguably the worst roster ever because you just won the right matchups. Like, it happens every single year. So that could be you. Don't give up. Keep grinding. I know it sucks when you look at that David versus Goliath matchup and somehow you, you think this, there's no way, but it happens every single year. So keep grinding out there. Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, fantasy football is all about uh, sitting on the couch on those snowy Sundays, uh, whether it's with your nice cup of, cup of coffee or, you know, a nice frosty beverage. Sit down, relax, and enjoy some football. So uh, I guess on behalf of Armand, uh, myself, and then Zach was unable to join us, and then Lucas as well, and 22 Fresh, our major sponsor of the year. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 67. Take care, everybody, and good luck in week number 10.